Episode 53, Clarky. Uh, yes, it is episode 53. I had to go back through Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I just did then. <laughs> no, uh, no, I asked Mick before. I said, fuck, what episode is it? <laughs> so I could type it in and save it and know where we're at. I ha- I we have de- detailed files. We do. <laughs> it's. I had to get the archives. Of, I had to um, ask the producer what episode we're up to. The producer. Yeah, the oh, okay. producer. We did, we get, yeah. We're getting titles now, are we? And then yeah. we just sent Jimmy down to archives to yeah. have a look. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> to wade so, through the boxes. No, no. Our, yeah. So you know, just anyway. Um, is there a short version of that story, Clarky? No, nah, it's that's a fucking. I don't know. I butchered. Whatever. Don't care. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, so don't care. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of. It's really late in the year in that sort of in this start. Yeah, yeah. We're just it, it is, has, it is late. How many episodes did we do this year? Oh, I don't know. About the same as last year. This will be the fourth. Is it? Really? Is it? Is that all? Yeah. yeah. yeah or fifth? Or fifth? Might be fifth. Fifth? Yeah. Might be fifth. We'll go with five. I'll check the archive. Five. So, <laughs> which considering what's oh, been happening in. Me, uh, in the real world, that's really not a bad effort. So, as always, thank you for you blokes for doing the heavy lifting on the thing. And uh, yes, even though we've got a large media and editing department, there still has that has to be managed. Mm. That's where the real time is. Yep. Oh, hang on, I've just had a message from the uh, archive. Six this is number six for the year, Clark. Oh, number six. <laughs> it's coming oh, through my headpiece now. Yep. I wonder if um, I've got a new piece under my headphones here. <laughs> we could get some AI that like would automatically oh, edit. And know how we know how we edit, right? Because the listener might not know, but there's a lot of time that goes into editing because we talk a lot of shit, we stumble sometimes. Our, our sentences aren't quite as clean as what they may come across. So there may be a bit of magic that happens behind the scenes. Get a bit, get a bit of microphone then. Might to, help you out. To <laughs> oh, no, this, the audio quality is fine. Don't on, on channel one. Hang on, oh channel one over there. You, you are quite capable of getting another microphone if Damn, you want another microphone. <laughs> How about you, no? If you want another microphone, I you know. can get another microphone. I know. I was looking at them the other day, actually. Yeah. You know, JBI for you. These, these, <laughs> these ones are pretty good. So. They're great. No, I was just pulling the piss out of you because that I one's know. supposed to be so fucking good. You always do. It's rich. That's why my voice my voice comes across like really good and yeah. stuff. Like a high quality chocolate, high it's quality, very beautiful, yeah, like, Vel- like a dark, velvet, velvety, dark velvety, <laughs> almost like lint, oh, like, like lint chocolate. Yum. Okay, Good. This okay. Is fucking nowhere. So what's going on? Going. We got anything anyway, to talk um, about? What's going on, Clarky? Yeah, so we'll actually, you have an amazing voice and an incredible microphone to fucking truly represent it. So we'll properly actually start the episode. So this is episode fifty-three. Love it. Yeah, now that, now that it was, no one's listening to it. No one's. Everyone's off. fucking gone. <laughs> We've had enough of these. these guys, they're losing their fucking minds. I think we're up to nearly six years, Mick. And Neil, is that true? Nearly six. It'll yeah, be six it years be. in February. There you go. Since we did our first episode, who would have thought that we would be would have kept on going? But here we are, trucking six on. Six years on. There's um a few things happening around the traps that are worth having a bit of a discussion about. Obviously, um, over in Israel and Palestine, there's a there's a bit of Tension over there. Uh, Put a time stamp on that. That was kicking off on the TV when we were doing the last episode. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. October 7th was the night. Yeah, right. It was October 7th. Um, and it's been fucking hell. Like, it's, it's obviously there's a lot of nuance involved and pretty <laughs> polarizing. Pretty cut and dry. <laughs> pretty polarizing. But Michael West has done a really good, if you're, uh, 
if you want to have a look at a bit of the background, Michael West has done some good things on it. But the interesting thing that I've found was that anyone who initially showed support for the plight of the Palestinians would get labelled as um, anti-Semitic and or condoning the horrific uh, acts of Hamas, even though that wasn't the case, just because you would potentially point out, well, let's have a bit of a deep dive of how do we end up here. Mm. Even a simple, even like a simple stance of let's dig a little bit deeper and peel back the onion to find out how we ended up at this point in time where something like this could happen got you labelled as, fuck, I'm trying to think what it was. Like one my trolls on Facebook said that he had real concerns for my state of mind and where I've ended up and something to do with, you know, being a lefty and condoning this and condoning that. After I posted a link to Gaza Fights for Freedom, which is a documentary by Abby Martin. Yeah, documenting the Great March of Returning protests in, uh, I think it was like 2018 or something Yeah, like and yeah. I think... Um, my response was at the time, my concern is that after what Hamas had gone and done, which I don't think anyone's condoned, that the response wouldn't be improportionate and that thousands of innocent people would be slaughtered by the response by Israel. Mm. So not, not in those words, but it's something similar. That was the sentiment that I expressed and got fucking fully condemned. Oh, your worldview and this and that and the other and... Yeah, yeah. Whatever, but because the mainstream propaganda, which is generally run by people that have been on junkets over to Israel, held by the Zionist lobby group in Israel that continually like just brings people to the country to run their agenda through the mainstream media mm. of basically their side of the story without any real context about how the average Palestinian gets treated in that area, because I think that's important when you're thinking about this from a, a nuanced point of view over a long period of time. You're going to shift it a bit quicker, though. Like, sorry to butt in, but do you, re- do you have you noticed, like, with, say, if you're going to, like, the similar parallels with the Ukraine sort of war, that it's there is definitely nuance in the differences there, but there was this very pro-imperialist type attitude and very pro-Western covered under the cloak of democracy. This one was like... Yeah, terrorist act was committed, blah, blah, blah. But the nuance of the... I feel like it's risen to the top a lot quicker just purely because of the, the way the military response by Israel has just been so brutal. Like, it's um, medieval, essentially. Just, like, blow the absolute shit out of the place. Yeah, as, sure. As they have been doing on regular occurrence for nearly 70 years now. Yeah. And the roots go deep. So the whole idea that the traditional sort of 9-11 war on terror sense of brown people attacking a sort of less brown country that's befriending the West and they're the good guys and the the brown guys are bad guys and it's like a new thing. Um, it's impossible to overlay that sort of traditional idea of goodies and baddies over Gaza and Israel. But, but if you... Sorry to interrupt, but if you look at the collateral damage, they've... Israel has actually made the US look good. Like the collateral damage, like the civilian deaths in the first month, like was 7,000 or something like that. That was just shy of the total for the whole Afghanistan project or war or whatever, the war on terror or whatever. So like it's the the stark difference is, is mm. horrific. And what, what they are allowed over a long period of time, that propaganda that's made Israel out to always be the victims, largely in the West... That's what gives rise also to what you were saying there, Clarkie, about the lack of avenues to openly criticise it. And we can't really say it enough is it is not anti-Semitic to say that Israel's fucking horrible. 
It's not. That's we've not been any, saying that in this shit yeah. for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Israel is not an idiosyncratic fucking Jewish state. It's you don't have to be a Jew to live in Israel. Yep. Zionism and fucking Judaism is a separate thing than completely separate thing than what the IDF and the Zionists are actually up to. Mm, exactly. Well, and even like by contrast, it's um, uh, it's more secular in that sense than say Britain, which is a Anglican. Yeah, you know, that's has an actual. Like if you want to marry into the royal family, you've got to be a fucking. You've got to be an Anglican and this sort of stuff. It's, so in that sense, it is more secular. So it really is. It's not a political. It's not a, a religious thing. Like this, they're not. There is elements that that give um, basis to the Zionist argument in that, but it's more. It's a political it's, uh, process. Zionism. It's an idea. It's just an idea. The, there's a good podcast that's broken down the history of uh, Zionism called the Manifest. I think it's called the Manifest podcast, something along those lines. I'll, I'll look it up, and it's quite long. Like it's fairly long-winded, but it goes through the early stages of the Zionist project and the ambitions around... Because there was genuine persecution of, of Jews like for a fucking couple of thousand years since uh, poor old Jesus went up on the cross, timely, you know, being the time of the year. But um, So it went on for a long time and this, this idea of having their own state was a thing. The problem was the execution of that process was done in a very colonial, uh, settler-colonial type situation like, you know, the set-up of the US, the set-up of Australia, all these sort of places but done in a modern era when attitudes and ideas around indigenous people and all that sort of stuff have evolved not as far as some of us would like to go but in that case they're literally settling a a a part of the world and excluding the reality that there was people already living there and hence they're in this sort of fucking scenario now where um they're continuing on with the project politically and using the force of the military and then all the complications that come with that, where the money's coming from, and oh mate, just it's um, it's a mess. I really, I don't know where it's going to end, to be honest. I mean, how would I? But the, the, it's a frightening prospect of where the outcome is going to bear its full fruition. Well, when they actually stop. When, when you look at what they've, what the strangulation or constriction of the West Bank and Gaza and the thieving of the land and all that sort of stuff from the Arabs is. It looks, it's sort of looking like the end stages of them just trying to eradicate Palestine as an idea, mm. which is just indiscriminately bomb the fuck out of a population that you know is half kids and fuck because of the previous wars and shit like that. Moving people around the country to areas where they say are safe, then bomb the fuck out of them anyway, and then move yep. them around. So it's basically setting up a situation where they're trying to say the only safe place is to fuck off into Egypt and mm. then there'll be no return. But Egypt's saying no at sure. this stage. So for good reason, be... because if they say yes, that's the end of, of the Palestinian culture. Yeah, you know, 100%. And the, yeah. the problem is that given the destruction in Gaza now and how highly populated it was before October 7 even, is how can it support life or an ongoing place for Palestinians to live when Israel is deliberately targeting their essential services? Yep. So what's left kind of thing? It's just yep. fucking outrageous. And the fact that the West is just pearl-clutching and sort of yeah. trying to hope like fuck that Israel just sort of starts to simmer down a little bit yep. and just complete cowards abrogating their responsibility, especially at, and it makes a massive fucking laugh out of the UN when you've got you know the US vetoing a resolution about a ceasefire in fucking Gaza. Like, it's just fucking outrageous. The pearl-clutching, it's a perfect metaphor in this particular case and all the Western world leaders are guilty of it, especially, and the worst part is the sheer amount of so-called uh you know what they'd be bashing the right media for being too left and too progressive and all the rest of it but even in australia it's taken a good what five or six weeks before albanese actually presented a position from the 
the office of Prime Minister and it took him to align with Canada, I think it was, and New Zealand in a joint statement to try and bring a ceasefire. But that's there's a twenty five thousand people have yeah, died in a very short amount amount of time and seven or eight weeks or whatever it's been and the Afghanistan war went on with half the deaths, civilian deaths for twenty yeah, you know, it's just these sort of it, I think the curtains are really starting to be pulled back on what brings how Western de- countries to take how democratic up. is democracy really it, like exactly yeah it's a it's a horrific tale but when you look at you know as you were saying the history of anti-semitism that goes back thousands of years and all that like it's none of it is fucking none of it was okay to say oh well they started off the aggressor or whatever like it we are where we are now but when you look at what the West has done, like after World War One, and then after World War Two, basically saying, "Well, fucking, you go and clear the joint out, and it's yours," it's fucking just an absolute disgrace, you know. And the 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 way I suppose the bigger the biggest lesson here is not just as a decent human should we be fucking supporting, and that's the genocided peoples of being Palestinians. It is a straight up genocide. There's no doubt about that. But not allowing fucking religious and political ideals to build itself into your institutions that govern your democracy because when you look at it on paper the size of israel as a state how old that state of israel is all that that is so disproportionately fucking embedded and influential in big democracies it's fucking complete bullshit Mm. and that's the lesson is all we can hope for out of this is that the extremity that israel's going to now is just too far beyond the pale for t- most centrists and fucking centre-right people to fucking ignore any longer, and they just say enough's a fucking enough yep. because blood <clears throat> is on every Western country's hands now. Yes, definitely, and it is, and it's there, but it's what they do. They've got to do something. Something's got to change. The status quo cannot hold at the moment. Biden's barely doing anything. I don't think he's capable of doing much anyway. I, I reckon when they <clears throat> fucking... Every morning when his alarm goes off and they wander in there, it's a bit like fucking young kids when they first sleep through the night. You're like, fuck, what's happened here? And they go in there, put their fingers on his neck, see if he's got a pulse and go, oh, fuck, he's alive. (laughs) Well, there's not much, let's be honest. When people go, oh, Biden's doing this and Biden's doing that. A bit like the... Anyway, Joe Biden on his own fucking volition does fuck all, apart from having his name on posters in my view. Yep. The administration, the... The architecture of the <laughs> the White House does the heavy lifting, yep. but he doesn't know where he is half the time. No, yeah, I know. It's um, shift around the world. Oh. It's <laughs> what it's, it's scary. It's scary to see when you think about that he's the commander in chief of the one of the largest and most lethal militaries in the world. But, but in, in, he, the, in the he, same way, he, bro, he, I just, he's, he's just he's the bloke. He's not though. Yeah, I know he's not, but the perception is that he is. But yeah, that, that's right. Clearly, he isn't. There's a what couple would be th- more scary if he was actually an independent fucking yeah, and left to his own devices and had his finger <laughs> yeah, on the fucking trigger. Fuck. Yeah, that <laughs> would be terrifying. He'd forget, <laughs> forget what day it is. He'd forget where he was. There's a couple of things. Um, like is he, that, that dog right out there. Yeah, they're fine. Is yeah, that cool. your dog? Is that your dog all right, Mick? The um, to go next door. There's a couple of things um, yep. <laughs> that I just want to touch on. Get the fuck off the train tracks, Neil. When I think about the media coverage of the current situation compared to when when I was growing up in the 80s and Yasser Arafat was um, the head of the PLO and then how that was covered and 
my thought process at the time, given the exposure that I had to the coverage of what was going on in Israel at that point in time. Mm. So it's like I think back and I was like, oh, okay. So back then I was thinking Yasser Arafat was obviously a terrorist. They were doing pretty horrific things in Israel by suicide bombers going in and it was like good versus evil with obviously being young at the time, having no understanding whatsoever about the politics of it all. When, you, when, when you look at where it's come from, though, Arafat was fucking mould as fuck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's um, thinking about, like, the effectiveness of the propaganda at the time on me as a young person in believing just the narrative and one side of the story with having no idea about two sides of this coin. There wasn't much access, like in your defence, there wasn't much access to balanced, nuanced information either. You were really only getting the newspaper and the news. You would have been a pretty fucking diehard political tragic to go to dig any further with easily available... You would have been in libraries and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. But, I'll, but the, the point that I I'll, um, feel like I want to make is yep. that the, the propaganda and the... Uh, effectiveness of that propaganda um, hasn't changed. Like, yep. so if you fast forward to where we are now, even with the internet and potential alternate reporting about, you know, what's actually happening here and what was the build-up and how did we end up here, the effectiveness of the mainstream propaganda for the average punter just to go, oh, okay, well, I've seen it on Sky News or I've seen it on the mainstream news and they're, they're running this narrative. Um, so, therefore, that must be a true and correct perspective of what's actually happening even it's, the, it's the, still it's still as effective today as what it was back then yeah because ultimately at the end of the day how much how much for a subject that a lot of people simply couldn't give a fuck about because of what's going on in their life like yep. without being too harsh uh how much attention can you really expect from someone who doesn't care for various reasons not all bad how can you expect anyone to hold through and seek out genuine debate over the the subject there's not many genuine debates happening in that classic two-side debate of for or against a particular topic no i can't think of any forums that have had a couple i've heard a couple but very few the bulk of it's just presenting some version of what's currently going on here we go we've got hello buddy and look look aside from our you know israel and palestine and which is obviously pretty close to our hearts but all these international conflicts is we're bred very strongly at home, which is under the overarching banner of white, good, brown, bad. And so it's so, with everything we know post 9-11 and the war on terror and how fucking obviously propagandistic that whole fucking 15, 20 year period was up until terrorists got COVID and it wasn't a thing anymore. Gotcha. When you go to every everything that we're told is, it just continues to get worse and worse and more frustrating and more frustrating to see people how prejudiced the media is where october 7th is now one of those fucking dates where people will have flags at half mass like october 7th terrorist attack by hamas you reckon they'll light up the sydney opera blue again july 7th fucking blah 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 september 11 like all these auspicious days about times that brown people did things when there's a guy called norman finkelstein who's a and yeah. been an advocate for uh, sort of anti-imperialism for his whole life. He's an amazing fucking speaker and researcher. Really fucking good. His parents were, and his whole family was basically wiped out in the Holocaust. So he's Jewish himself, but he's a scathing critic of what Israel's been up to. F- and he's fucking, not alone. There's many in that category. Yeah, yeah. he's oh, yeah. he's fucking fan. Uh, he one of one of many. Um, but he 
uh, got a lot of criticism for when when October seventh first happened. He basically was until he knew what was actually happening when the first signs were that people had broken out of Gaza, like broken through the fence. The first time he got knowledge of that, he said basically something along the lines of so happy to see that people have broken out of their concentration camp and let's see what happens. Mm. And he got smashed for that because he didn't know what the next thing was. But mm. people going, you know, saying, oh, you fucking thought it was great that they broke out. Yep. He said, well, until they killed people, it is great that they were they broke out of a concentration camp. Yes. That yes. People had I can relate to that through my family's per- history, my personal experience. Yeah, yeah so yeah. He's, he was... And the way he prosecutes an argument from there, which most people would be shitting themselves about having to walk back, mm. he just fucking dominates. So Owned it. he's yep. Norman Finkelstein's amazing. If you need any fucking, and he's been an advocate for that joint for decades. And that speaks to the whole thing of like the whole history. The, the being a criticism of Zionism is not um, anti-Semitic. Absolutely. And you, the other ones in the same category: Chomsky, Bernie Sanders. They're, they're all Jewish people who under have deep solidarity with working people and oppressed people of any, whatever the form the oppressor comes in, whether it be through the, an individual's sexuality, their religion, their fucking circumstances of where they're born, you know, it's the whole gamut. It's just, yep. it's not about religion, it's not about, it's just about good, solid left values being represented to their true form in advocating for those who are fucking having a bad run at the hand of an oppressor, not through... Any other, you know, there's so many different ways you can look at it, but and that's been one of the biggest things that we've seen. And I've, and you, you fucking hell, I, I wouldn't quote some of the people who have shied away from the topic in the last few weeks, but there's been many of them who promote themselves as being genuine left and have either balked at making a comment or um, just shied away from the incident altogether, and uh, or fucking shown themselves to be essentially uh, centre right. When they're basically saying, no, 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 I'm left, I support left values and all the rest of it. It's like, no, nah, man, you're fucking, you're, yeah. just, you're, you're centre-right through and through and you're showing it. Yeah, sh- sure. One of the things, Neil, that I found difficult was the cynic inside of me trying to analyse what was going on and think about uh, the false flag nature of how did we end up here. Oh, yeah, and healthy as well, considering and, history, yep. And, yep. you know, you get conflicted. Of course. Um, I'll be honest, I was pretty conflicted about it. But when, you know, there's, there's a lot of different sort of attitudes or um, analysis about the whole thing and people were saying things like, well, the whole idea of Hamas was potentially manufactured for the purpose that we're currently seeing. Yep. So once and there is the PLO weren't that, weren't yep. extreme enough. Yep. So then the and when you look at the agitation, the political agitation that's happened around the world in certain in certain places like false flags, like you so, know, you think about the Vietnam War, yep. Iraq, um, what's happened in South America, yeah. like all the you know, all the democracies that were overthrown by dictators and the influence of the CIA and all these types of things. You know, it's it's, it's hard because you, you second-guess yourself and you're like, Am I, have I got my tinfoil hat on? And mm. But then you see other people speaking out going, well, well, Israel wanted a more militant occupation of Gaza along the lines of what Hamas ended up, ended up becoming. Yeah, the Zionists because, wanted clear Because ultimately yeah, yeah. the end goal would be they would then produce what happened on the in October 
to then give them the air cover and the excuse to go and do what they're currently doing. Yeah, sure. So the the logic of it makes sense, but it's I suppose the the element of your own I don't know, so biases. You're like, oh, would that would that would that really happen? Would they really do that? Would they really go to that extreme? And you know, you hear things like, oh, they're the most sophisticated intelligence. Um, set up in the world and military and all that, but then they missed this and allowed that to happen. And they've got the Iron Dome and, and managed to miss paragliders. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like the whole false flag nature of it all. Yep. Um, and and or the agitation of it's I'm, no, it's, 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 it's hard to explain. No, it's a genuine theory. Like of, of yeah. like, you wanted Hamas to, to become what it became. Yes, which Netanyahu is on the record. You then saying, went. Yeah. And, you then went and agitated them to the point where they were motivated enough to go and do what they did, to give you the air cover to do what you wanted to do. Mm. Like if you look at it through like a logical plan of like, well, how would we? How are we going to execute this campaign to potentially get rid of Palestinians out of Gaza? Well, well look the, at the pieces that, of that the puddle almost like fit together, and you're like. Am I tinfoil hatting here? No, but that's pretty like, close to the reality of what happened. What about Thatch- yeah. Thatcher in Northern Ireland? Like, it's been yeah. happening fucking everywhere. Like, yep. playing political games involving the military, yep. it's not a big step if you're a fucking psychopath that doesn't care about other people. No, it's and just it's, a means to an end. Exactly. And but, there is a pretty clear theory of conspiracy. I won't call it a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Exactly. But because huge amount of intelligence was coming in from Egypt that something was happening and not just like the day before or month before a lot of military was moved to support um, the settlers in the West Bank Uh, so there was a lack of military in what was traditionally a very socialist enclave in that part of um, the border with Gaza where they invaded so the the a lot of the Zionist original Zionist movement if you listen to um, that um, I'll, I'll Put it in the notes, but I'm pretty sure it's the Manifest podcast. Essentially, the it was a, it was a socialist movement because you think of the time when it was on the rise was around the First World War and all this sort of stuff when there was real the power from the people in for change was happening through revolution, and that's where a lot of that pocket was. You could argue that the right wing government of uh, of Israel moved protection away, knowing full well that something was about to happen. So they're all theories, and there is a fair amount of conspiracy, a lot of people involved to make those happen. But the reality is that's exactly what happened. Whether it was planned, uh, information was ignored or not. Coincidental It created an amazing cover for a very fucking focused government, a government that's also fucking uh, hanging on by a thread. Netanyahu's been through... You know, con- uh, corruption. He's a little processes. bit corrupt and stuff. Yeah, and not overly popular in no. in the country either. It's not. It's not. Everyone living in Israel isn't a a Zionist. No, at no. all. You know, there's no. very varying differences of um, and quite a, and a lot of progressive attitudes as well. There's a lot of people. It was reported were picked up from those suburbs or the um, kibbutz, whatever they call them, and taken as hostages. And these were people who were uh, regularly going into Gaza to pick up people who needed medical treatment in Israel and all this sort of stuff. So good people and um, and people who held high values of solidarity. So, yeah, I um, it's a fucking... When you, you say there's nuance in it, there's definitely nuance in it. But I think at the end of it, you can really look at it through a small amount of understanding of what's going on. And you can actually see that, no, this is just executing a plan that started a long, long time ago that over time has been influenced by money, which naturally drags things to the right. But the weird thing is, fucking, I had, when, when it first kicked off, I had a look at, go on Instagram and you look at the Gaza Strip, right? You go like 
20 kilometres north of the border, not even that, like about five kilometres north of the border, and it's just a, it's a seaside village for Israel. Like the contrast in a small amount of real estate, like from here to the fucking city, is um, Israelis holidaying by the pool, fucking, you know what I mean? And you, then you go south a few fucking kilometres, and it's just horrendous, the conditions. Food's controlled, water's controlled. Just on yeah. on those points, um, because it's easy based on, you know, we've, all, we've said for a long time the internet was supposed to be the saviour of the working class because it was open source, freely available information, but once big money got involved in it that yeah. it was in their interest not to have people educated on the internet it was to get information that uh wealthy people wanted people to see to sell shit yeah so when we um start to sort of worry about what our convictions are and are we right and tinfoil hat sort of shit i think one of the ones that really helps as a bit of a leveler to always sort of stay true north on these sort yeah. of things is one of the things like israel's a little bit of a special example because that's a political slash religious fucking view as opposed to just about raw money and resources yeah that's about conquering and other people like making something right kind it's a of symbol thing. in a sense isn't yeah. it yeah yeah it's a bit of a different one but even israel still is affected by this and nearly every other conflict so if you really want to know whether the they, like inverted commas, they, these villains behind the curtain, which is just basically big money, mm. whether it's a surprise to them or not, see what happens to the shares. And yeah. same as after fucking October 7th. Follow the money. The yep. defence contractors' fucking share prices went fucking booming. Yep. So who would have fucking thought that they might have been on hand to respond to go to fucking Israel's aid? Mm. So when you, look, when you follow the money as the... That's a pretty fucking good term. Mm. When you follow the money, it's pretty clear that whether these things are a surprise or whether the the reporting of a surprise is really just to try and build the, the blood pressure of the pundits and say, oh, how outrageous it is or whatever. It's the rich people making bets on making more money. They don't do that shit lightly. So they know something's yeah. basically going to happen. Who, who has access is... Who ha yeah, you're right. So so you're basically essentially checking your bias, checking your fucking, you know, whether you're putting a tinfoil hat or you've been blinded by your own bubble and all that sort of That's stuff. That's it. The, um, if rich the, people are laying bets yes. that they don't make and lose very often, if they're making bets clearly to make a fuckload more money without knowing if something is going to follow or there's going to be a response in that, which they don't, they don't lose, right? No, That's don't. why they have all the fucking resources. Yep. Time after time after time after time, it's the same fucking thing. Yep. And what really sort of is. what sort of calculate? I won't call it bets. We'll call it investments because that's what that's what it is. Speculation. Yeah. They, and because it's not a bet, it's an investment because it's they know there's a very fucking good odds of a return. What are the people in Gaza doing? Are the, what investments are they making? You know what I mean? They're fucking making investments in trying to get a good night's sleep so they can fucking get up and get water. Well, it you goes know, back to it goes what Norman Norman Finkelstein said about the opening minutes of October 7th, whether there was a breakout. Mm. There wasn't the activity, but there was a breakout. Yeah, well, is, yes. He was yeah. saying they had no past, they had no present, and they had no future. These are the people that are fucking broken beyond that wall. Like, that's literally their fucking reality. No past, no present, no future. And we're told that it's just fucking rank, fucking Western jealousy, terrorism, all this sort of shit, you know? Mm. Like, what did we fucking think was going to happen? They had literally had nothing to lose other than their chains. Like, that, that saying is so true. They fucking rolled the dice. They threw what they had at, at trying to move change. Every time fucking working people fucking try to, 
to do something to improve their conditions, it's always reported as being, whether it be a fucking strike or fucking people caged and in an occupied fucking uh, territory, the parallels are there. They're different. The outcomes are different. There's a lot more consequences and so on. But some of the circumstances from which they start, like a strike in a country like Australia starts from people seeking a better share of the pie and better distribution of wealth. But people fucking being inspired to take action in a place like Gaza doesn't come from a place of comfort or middle-class fucking, you know, shoot down to the shop and buy groceries and grab a carton of beer and watch a movie on Netflix. Like, fuck me dead, man. It's a different thing. But the, the passion for change is the same. And they're, look, they're desperate. They're looking for something. What, are the, what have they got to lose? Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. there's no one else in the... Really, like, obviously... Um, when we talk about our experiences in a lucky as fuck peaceful country like Australia is labour struggles, basically. Mm. We're literally talking about a whole race of people that their fucking future existence and their whole history is being deliberately fucking erased. Yeah. Like, yep. it's, it's well, no it's, fucking... It's, well, it's colonialism. Yeah, and we do have history in Australia. We do. There's more history in other parts of the world, but, you know, the Eureka, Eureka Stockade, to some extent, is a, is workers taking arms. So that you could argue that they're essentially subbies, but the Hell, reality of the situation. Yeah, I know. Oh it, it's been bastardised that struggle, unfortunately. But the reality was, it was a bunch of workers who, being unfairly, you know, targeted for their uh, labour and being taxed heavily and being charged heavily for the right to equal access to riches whether the nuance in there has got some problems or not doesn't really matter the end result was you had a better access to the political system after that workers did you didn't have to be a landowner um, women particularly in victoria got some of the first access to uh, the right to vote and the responsibility was um you know look at places like victoria and so on wasn't lost on people for a very long time in fact it's still those values are still held with a very uh, high level of trust and responsibility so when you cast your vote that's not your only participation in the political system it's what you do in between elections that fucking shows the true value of a, of a functioning democracy union footy club whatever people participating and fucking putting their ex you know shoulder to the to the grindstone or whatever the metaphor you want to use that's the strength of a good democracy union footy club whatever and we see it every day every day examples all the time the bloodshed's been less probably in Australia than, say, somewhere like Ireland or the UK or even the US, where literally militias were sent to fucking undermine the aspirations of workers fucking more than once. Yeah, mm. yep. Absolutely. Just circling back quickly to investors and them knowing when and where to buy and sell stocks and where to put their money. I've seen an interesting take on the war in Ukraine where the... You fucking beat me to what I was about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's the, only a matter of time. <laughs> the, allo the allocation of uh, funding... Spin, spin the globe west. In, mm -hmm. the, in the US. So the US, we're, well, we're going to support you by sending you weapons. And someone had a really interesting analysis on the fact that once the inventory of arms stock start to get of age, it's a good idea if you can get rid of that so then you can replenish it to keep the, the uh, military-industrial complex churning. Yeah. Because, like, if you've got 100 guns and you only need 100 guns, well, yep. how so are you going to make more guns? Yes. So, like, the bombs well, and all... You've got to sell new shit, but if you can sell the old and, shit along the and way... And all the support that gets got sent to Ukraine, not saying that it's not warranted... But the lobbyists talking about how much of support the US 
would give to Ukraine and the nature of the military-industrial complex lobbying for support so they could then replenish the stocks in the US mm. wasn't really about helping Ukraine. It was about helping share prices of Lockheed Martin and all these fucking arms manufacturers. How dare you, Clarky? So, go so to, people have got in, to fucking eat. Intersect you know? there with this when you, we worry that we might be fucking drifting in an orbit a little bit close to theories that are conspiratorial. Yep, good. Is... When connect, connecting the dots, so if you're ever sitting there worried about, oh, is it, fuck, if I come down this road and I dead set think there's fucking a small group of people in suits that fucking make all these decisions and what the fuck and how close I am to the lizard people and the fucking Nazis on the moon and shit. Mm. It's through history, would people, it's, it's never that clear cut because the whole system of capitalism is it creates that fucking um, celebration of that wealth building. And when you start to merge things like hardcore fucking, especially like the US variety, and I know we keep fucking hammering our poor US comrades, but that's where it's peak, so yes. peak capitalism, yeah. is they don't do it because they go, oh, we've just got to keep the war machine alive and try and hide it from everyone. They do it because a lot of the fucking people, the public-facing people of the Lockheed Martins and the Boeings and all that, they've, they believe in that fucking patriotism bullshit and about yeah. oh we're, the fucking freedom and they believe in that real weird base level fucking human stuff that's their world view yep. like they think they're doing the right thing yes. it's not because they're like oh we just literally don't give a fuck if we've killed five million people because their world view is well if we didn't had if we hadn't done what we had done as patriots then it would have been 20 million killed by fucking communists mm. or some yeah, fucking weird 100%. thing it's that weird fucking hollywood day-to-day weird capitalist Hollywood consumerism, just nuts bullshit. Yeah, and at the shop floor of these places like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and so on, that, that's like a fucking the, probably the most extreme example of a pizza party in a lot of ways. Like they, how do you convince workers and, and to ha- feel a sense of value in what they're doing if you can't fucking manage peak propaganda? You know, otherwise people become, what the fuck are we doing here? You know mm. what I mean? But they've got to eat. All the rest of their, de- you know, a lot of there's a co- co-opted unions into part like lobbying for in the political fucking apparatus, lobbying yep. for a continuation of these things. Yep, in, and yeah, gen- genuinely in because their their worldview is that um, literally. And I know some people have studied, and I think in a couple of Michael Moore's documentaries when he's examined the sort of weird, um, shouldn't call it weird, but um, extreme violent. Um, tendencies of the country like high gun ownership but massive crazy murder rates and stuff like that where there's countries with equivalent gun ownership but they don't fucking mm. I think do that. I think they're up to 600 mass shootings this year in the US. Fuck. That's not fucking good. Yep. And it's just a violent... It's a violent culture but they've been... Culti- it's been a fucking skillfully cultivated thing to create the idea through right through their curriculum where outside the US it's all fucking scary as fuck like it's the jungle out there mm. and if we don't protect the american way of life so when you think of like, you'll end up with communism sure and when yeah. you get yep. trump fucking coming in stoking that more extent the more extreme ends of that where they're like make america great again it's just this real weird bizarre fucking world view that they're always under attack from something but it's really they're just their own reflection in the mirror of the things that they're doing to protect themselves it's sure. so fucking strange. Yeah, there's a, a really good book um, that I read called The Management of Savagery that goes into um, 
a lot of the mindset around what we discussed then. And if, if anyone um, out there, any one of our listeners wants to get a bit more in depth of um, a bit of an analytical analysis of that whole thing, I highly recommend that book. But it's basically um, analyze your analytics. It's it's the meme that you see where there's the B fifty two bomber dropping bombs, and there's one that's just plain, and then there's one that says like Republican, and then Democrat, Democrat and the Democrat B fifty two bomber's the same, but it's just got some fucking, you know, it's got the gay pride fucking flag on it, and, and things of that nature, because they honestly do believe that um, us going and bombing the fuck out of Iraq to get rid of Saddam Hussein was the right thing for Iraqis and we're giving you we actually giving you a hand and keep, um, that whole bullshit of spinning that creating the you know through the media creating that echo chamber of oh intelligence said that Saddam was going to do that and when you actually boil it down to what was happening it was just fucking nonsense like Wesley Clark the general yep. had said you know why the fuck are we going to Iraq all that stuff like yeah. that's that but, that, but that's the mindset, Mick, of like yeah. we we think that we're going there to help. And when you look at how ISIS was created, it was this exact same mindset of, oh, we'll arm the rebels up um, to then, was it Assad? Who was the, to go and fight the civil war? Oh, you know, if, you know, we've got to arm these people to fucking help them out. And then they turn into ISIS and they're like, oh, oops. Like it's the same, it's just a cookie cut thing over and over again of... Um, and it actually, when you know the talking points are on and you know there's a bit of a fucking... Um, mm. The old... Call it a white, a Westwash? A whitewash? Mm. A Westwash of October 7th, when very quickly, like, as things seem to be way more murky than just um, Israel, this completely innocent state, um, was fucking invaded by these savages and they did all these horrible things... Um, you know, Hamas is ISIS. And these these talking points just started popping up. They're going, we haven't seen this savagery in the Middle East since ISIS. Yes. And you're like, whoa, they're fucking... Classic. They're Classic. going for it. Like, yep. it's just the same old fuck because it just twigs. So yep. they're, they're Western allies and Debbie and Dave sitting at home just fucking on the couch. Going, oh, ISIS, what? Fuck. Yep. Go and get them. Go and get them. Can't have that shit happening. Beheading babies and... Yeah, the incub- sort of- throwing babies out of incubators. Like, that yeah. was the whole Iraq, Iraq and Kuwait. Iraq war fucking yeah. thing that the yep. Saddam's troops were throwing. And it's just, they would just use whoever the last one was going right back to, oh, you know, like um, Allende in um, Chile and then brings in Pinochet. And it just, you just got this, you know, this was bad, this is good, and allow the rest to fucking take control from there. That's it. And if you want to really know how. Like we're we're pretty open about it on this show, but I can see why a lot of people would be fucking shitting themselves about the being painted as an anti-Semite. Mm. Um, in other big capital cities in Australia, where there's a much more prominent public sort of position of uh, Zionist lobbies and all that sort of stuff, yeah. it'd be it'd be more difficult. Eastern suburbs of Sydney, pretty much. Sure, yeah, where there's yeah. you know people fucking open carrying and shit at Sunday services Synagogues, and shit. Like it's, it's yeah. no fucking bullshit over there. Yeah. Whereas down here, it's um, we're sort of a little bit separated. You don't see the open public displays of it. But this whole idea of being anti-Israel is not... Sorry. Calling out Israel and how fuck they are is not anti-Semitic. That it couldn't be any more fucking simple than that. But when you look at where that sort of shit pops up, um, think about off the top of your head like a fucking... Someone like Jeremy Corbyn, 
he got politically assassinated in Britain. They voted for Boris Johnson and it was off the back of a fucking smear campaign on Jeremy Corbyn saying he's an anti-Semite. Yep. Kid you fucking not. Same. Like it's, Bernie Sanders has suffered the similar fate. Abby Martin famously... Um, like anyone that says they support Palestine is basically dirtied up as a an anti-Semite. Yeah. But the well, important part is just to fucking um, immediately break it down to its parts. Because it's yeah. the same, so what, same on both sides. You basically, if you say you support Palestine, the those opposed to um, that ideologically or whatever will use the worst aspects of like Hamas. Like the, the false dilemma of oh, yeah, Hamas yeah. says be fucking... Pro or anti. It's the same everyone, as the other way. Every yeah. Jew's got to die, fucking we push him into the sea and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, yep. well, every Palestinian must be like that. Yep, well, exactly. I reckon every Palestinian's pretty angry, but fucking let's just call a fucking I think on, yeah, on exactly. the politi- in, right. especially in this thing when people become massive armchair fucking experts overnight on every yeah. conflict in the world. <laughs> yeah. Whereas and, I suppose us, on Sky News, us right. having a a sort of worldview of how these things roll out. Um, we're not fucking Nostradamus, but a lot of how we sort of frame each conflict as it unfolds, like Russia in Ukraine or fucking what's going on in Yemen and who the main players are and where the money comes from, it doesn't really ever deviate from the fucking same thing. There's per- there's people that want the conflict and then there's usually a fucking bunch of native people that are innocent bystanders and everything else is really follow the money yeah sure yeah so with the anyone that's new to the or feeling uncomfortable about the israel palestine stuff the i think one of the main things in your arsenal is that the zionist versus judaism piece that's really important but also especially for people that have been concerned about the plight of the palestinians before october 7th is it's not clear cut it's not one of these fucking manufactured 9-11 kind of one day and then the next, like black and white kind of thing that that was. Like peaceful Americans, bad Arabs kind of thing. This has been ongoing and it's been basically a guaranteed provocation reaction over a long enough period of time. Pretty much inevitable, wasn't it? 100%. So if anyone out there listening to this thought that we were really smart and clued on and whatever, nah, we're just repeating the same pattern over and over again. Like if yeah. you go back through our six years and we talk about various fucking plights of people or conflicts or whatever, of which we've only just scratched the surface on because we're sort of, you know, fantasy leaguers in a way, mm. um, we, we don't have the resources or the, the ability to fucking go too deep on this. It's just not, we're not set up for it. Is it's, they, the media will want it to make it sound like it's this unique fucking complex situation very nothing new is created like these manipulation of colonialism and capitalism growing and needing to fucking search for more resources this is just the extreme end of it and that, it's just going to keep yeah. going fucking forever yeah. that, like the next the next thing like where haven't we been for a little while fucking knock me down with a feather duster i'll be fucked if there's not something going on in africa within a little while because course, it just yeah. has to be things can't stay stable for too long because stable is not good for um, fucking selling profits. Stable's right. not good for profits. Yeah, and that, that is inevitable. You know, there's can't sell nothing, shit to happy people. No, Sorry. Yeah, no, no circumstance in any of our lives, wherever we live. Happy people don't beg for guns. They don't. No, and nothing stays static forever. The the reality is, though, like yes, it's a we haven't got the resources and whatever, but in some ways, it actually makes it easier um, that we can just bring it back to the bare bones. 
if you're fucking comfortable, like it's a class, it's just it's an extension of class warfare. Oh, at, at the yes. end of the day, like you just, yes. we've got. I think we, um, uh, Disto, I think it was that said it um, many, many moons ago on, on one of our episodes. You know, like we've got more in common as electricians here in Australia than Sparkies in Palestine, in Iran. Who fucking cares? Like, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's a more there's a more a common thread there as a worker. The rest of it just it gets the water gets muddied with with class conflict at the, the end of the day. The system of oppression is the same. Yes, it's just that depending on where you are in the world, uh, the intensity of it just differs slightly. Yeah, and the circumstances and how the game gets played and all yeah. the rest of it, it's just a a a, um, a product of how easy uh, or hard um, that the Democ- oh, the fucking equality of access to a voice and basic fundamentals of, of what democracy as a project is trying to achieve uh, can be executed by the average working person, essentially. Yeah. When, when there's a, a, a lack of inequality, when there's, you know, there's more equality from fucking the, those with easy access to power and money and those who fucking collect the garbage or, or you know... That, that example of uh, Norway where they don't have private schools or very few of them, um, where lawyers and garbage collectors send their kids to the same school, that sort of shit is an example of people understanding what happens when power and money, inequality, um, it just corrupts those with those things. It's a, it's a yeah. side effect of the system. Yes. And yeah. P- Peter Joseph talks about it a lot on his potty. Um, he goes into in-depth in, in his book, The New Human Rights Movement, um, and it's you know it's just an unfortunate, well, what is an unfortunate side effect of the current fucking system that rules the world, which is fucking capitalism. Yeah, well, and, like, the, and it's and it's his point yeah. is that the magnification is extreme because yeah. the the capitalist current capitalist model, as opposed to what we've talked about, like we've um, you know in its early when Marx was making a critique of it, even though he saw what was probably going to happen, is this it's become a, a it's become almost a religion. It's because of the fact that the money has no basis in any reality on a finite planet, it's um, it's a it's a market and it's it's fiat. They call it, is the name is the technical name of it, but it's essentially faith based in the value of what a dollar is worth at any one time. Yeah, sure, and it's mm. it's full, which um, magnifies the consequences. Sorry, that was yeah. It's it's like more well, capitalism puts a price on things. Once again, Peter Joseph talked about that um, in his latest potty. Um, and how we value things, it's just not uh, conducive to a world that's going to live in harmony. No, exactly. Um, at exactly. All. That's exactly, that's the 100%. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, and unfortunately, until that system's thrown in the bin and we decide to do things in a different way, uh, the status quo will prevail. Yeah. I just want to pick up on something that Mick mentioned before about essential services. Sleepy Joe, um, who happens to be the president of the United States, there was a critique where he was um, going pretty hard on Putin for what he's done in in, um, Ukraine by targeting essential public services like electricity. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it's outrageous. It's a war crime. It's these things and so on and so forth. But then when you transpose that onto what's happening in Gaza, silence. So you'd think that if it's inappropriate to do those things in Ukraine, then it'd be inappropriate to do those things in Gaza. 
Um, however, that's not the case. Mm. Um, and there's been a lot of silence on it. So and that was my point. I just, with, I just yeah. wanted to bring that up um, yep. because I, I wrote it down in one of my notes because uh, I'm a very astute podcaster um, that <laughs> when Mick mentioned it. But just to go off on a little bit of a tangent and a bit of a segue, not all, not all things have been bad recently. No, there's, there so is. So one, one good, thing, good on you, one thing good that on was you. fucking really amazing that happened recently was Henry you Kissinger, Kissinger died. died. Hey, yeah. stole my thunder, mother <laughs> fucking. That cunt died. So that was fucking real good for the working class. Absolutely. Um, on par with Thatcher's death. He was... Um, Instrumental in killing a lot of workers around the world, um, South America, uh, Asia. Um, so thank fuck that cunt's dead and fuck that grub. Hear, hear. Yes. Hear, hear. That's fucking, that's nice. The uh, latest episode of The Left Reckoning played a clip of a quote from the street, a bit of street talk around the time of oh, Thatcher's death. Talk. And the same applies to Kissinger. Kissinger, the comment was made from this person on the street that said, I, I'd, I would have liked to have put a stake through her heart and hung garlic around her hair, around her neck, just to make sure the job was done properly. <laughs> Good on that person. I can't help. The sentiment rings true for Kissinger. I'm afraid to say. Said that another dude, I think he was Scottish, said um, if they fucking could make enough, give every Scot a fucking shovel so they could dig a hole straight to Satan and del- hand deliver <laughs> fucking Thatcher to her himself. <laughs> It's yeah. true. This is the thing. Like we're talking about equality of power and and access to you know um, things that can make our life a bit more comfortable and all the rest of it. When that inequality fucking of access to those things expands, that's when fucking society starts to break down. And we're sort of seeing it. Like in the extremes, people target people like Bezos and uh, Musk and all these sort of guys. The real problem is the example of what they're showing is the millions of fucking cunts like them who are aspiring to be somewhere similar and only achieve a fraction of what they've been able to achieve, but they're doing the same thing. They're exploiting the rights of others of access to a decent pay, which then obviously applies a dignity of life. And then they're also muddying the waters of of, um, legal systems and political systems, which give access to workers to have a voice in those systems. You know, we've we've still got it to a point in Australia. We're one of the better uh, Western countries to live in for that reason. But fucking hell, we've still got a lot of work to do if we're going to consider ourselves anywhere near a, a worker's utopia, that's for sure. And people like Kissinger and fucking Thatcher are an example of fucking when there's inequality and attitudes that support inequality, that's the outcome. And it's fucking, it's been a bad time for a lot of people in those parts of the world that they've had an impact on. It's when um, Kissinger fucking... 99 or 100 or whatever, sadly fucking live that long, is um, when you look at what we've been talking about, which is uh, people being very fucking vulnerable and still through generations having a vulnerability or a certain amount of trust with the nightly news, for instance. Let's not forget who started off that sort of neoliberal experiment, your Freedmans, your Kissingers, under their sort of direction of these massive state apparatus. But the idea of trusting the news and even colour TV, how fucking crafty and ahead of their time these people were, like in terms of how they could manipulate your fucking, your Deb and Dave mums and dads, these people were glued to the fucking telly every night and they figured that shit out that they could just fucking manipulate 
the whole fucking voter base of these Western countries mm. through the media. And then, you know, the journey's terrifying. It's only fucking like our fucking mums and we're talking about our parents and our grandparents. Yep. That's the loop. Yes. It's not like we, we're not going back through fucking evolution here. No. It's well, two generations of people yep. that have basically voted this fucking beast into existence. It's well, fucking 19, incredible. 1984 was what written in 1948, I think it was. And Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent was written 40 years later, which is almost 40 years ago. They've been building on that same philosophy mm. of, of um, whether the, you focus on the the financial system in neoliberalism, but neoliberalism is, a more, is far more than just a, 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 a way of manipulating capitalism. Um, but the effects have been incredible. And you're right, yeah, it's, it's two generations. This fucking... You see pockets of progress if you're looking in the right fucking suburbs, but if you're looking in the, ba- the wrong suburbs in wrong parts of the world, the fucking, there's no progress. People have gone backwards mm. big time, big time. Fucking frightening thing. We've, hey, where can we find another good news story, Clarky? Mm-hmm. You fucking Kissinger's dead. Um, well, I've got. <laughs> hang on. We've got <laughs> some. Um, we can we Let can laugh at silly cunts, but the problem is when we talk about look. that that hyper fucking. Um, you were talking about weird cunts that worship billionaires and particularly yeah. Musk. Yep. I know Clarky was one of his acolytes early on. Oh, we saved yeah. him. Yep. Oh, yeah. We pulled him back. Yeah. But um. Yep. These weird cunts that think that that idea of if you just fucking hustle and don't sleep much, then you can be a billionaire too. Like, mm. this is complete fucking nonsense. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Your mental health would be fine if you just keep grinding away. Yeah, there's there's yeah. these Reddit subreddits that I follow with people that just screenshot and put shit on people that think it's... It's like a Facebook page, basically, mm. but put shit on people that are trying to theorise how they're going to get rich and it's just back to the future. Yeah, sure. So oh, fucking dumb. I love that. <laughs> fucking back but to some, the future But some of it, like great these, movie. these ideas that people are coming out with are just like, fucking really? Like they're so fixated on money and I'm guessing that it's always been the case. Yes. But the way they're trying to, they're so blind through the use of technology and all that sort of stuff is just fucking nuts. Yeah, because it's, it's the security that it provides and in the absence of um, money or a steady reliable flow of income through a you know, steady job and all the rest of it is attached with a certain amount of fear through reinforced through propaganda of like, you know, the the um the unwashed fucking unemployed. Like if there's any problem with someone being unemployed with a, for a period of time in their life for a number of fucking reasons. But even anyone who's unemployed gets tarred with that same brush. I think that's diminished a bit and it's diminished a bit through COVID and that's probably one of the biggest the best things that I think I've seen observed, where everyone's observed this year is, particularly in the US, the sheer number of workers getting wins, the growth in union membership and that sort of stuff in certain areas which were underrepresented but and by consequence have been exploited for so fucking long. Um, and then uh, I'm thinking um, the auto workers in America, um, that Sean Fain, man, fucking, that's, that's a real fucking good indicator of how f- how much change had to happen you've got a, a country where unionism was so heavily in bed with with corporates where they would go in for a fucking bargaining meeting they'd have a photo at the table and that was it that was all the comms that was done with workers and the involvement of workers it was just like oh, let's see what the fucking union bosses can fucking get for the workers whereas in this particular case they activated the workforce and the and the membership and um, as, a subs- as a result, the big auto manufacturers in the US, they're targeting uh, Tesla now, which is awesome. Oh, and, nice. And if, they're, having a, if they're having a sook about 
what they're doing in is it Sweden? Europe, in Sweden, yeah. yeah. So they've in it as an act of solidarity for fucking his union busting tactics, which cost a fucking fortune. The millions he's spending at the moment on ensuring that his fucking sites don't uh, organise has been picked up in in the parts of Northern Europe, and they're showing solidarity, and they're completely fucking that it won't. How much of an impact it has, he'll just pivot and f- he's got so much money he can just fucking pivot and fucking change. Mm. But any disruption and media around that sort of thing just highlights fucking what the consequences are of, of people like him existing and their wealth fucking existing in the first place. Yeah. If and it's that um, it's kind of that stupid fucking Tory um, conundrum where they harp on about how fucking bad unions are. But then also say, oh, you know, they're not relevant because you've got fucking nine percent private sector membership. <laughs> say, well, if we were so fucking irrelevant, you wouldn't spend so much fucking money trying to destroy us. Exactly. Yeah, it's a fuck. It's a whole industry in the U.S. Union busing. Oh yeah. Fucking hell, man. But the, some of the figures they were quoting about the salaries that these people are on, the fucking KPI bonuses that these people are on, and the tactics that they employ. They're yeah, pretty, fucking, some of it's pretty fucking shoddy, though. Yeah, it's not like just delaying fucking um, meetings or postponing meetings or anything like that. She's fucking like planting people assault. in fucking workplaces. Yeah, yeah, well, in historically, definitely Re- fucking reverse, spying. Reverse salt. Mm. It's, uh, so that's a positive. That's a definite positive, I think, out of... You know they say the mm. pendulum swings yeah. a bit? Um, it certainly feels like that. And it certainly feels like that in Australia to a point. I don't know... Um, in my 11, yeah. 11 years of organising, the the amount of um, – I haven't seen so much worker anger than I have in this economic cycle. Yep. Be, and I think people are just starting to realise that um, the whole norms of, say, oh, what are we looking for, claim five, cop three, like this – Yes. That sort of went on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. workers being able to sort of... Like you're um, selling a fucking car on Gumtree or something. Yeah, yeah, and workers could sort of sabre rattle and just sort of go, oh, life could be worse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many angry fucking people. So industrial action's fucking rampant. Like, it's good. Membership density in places you'd never thought you'd see it is starting to fucking sure. pop up. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's really good signs. And then um, on and coming out of that... Um, especially with a few wins on the boards, you, you expect to see either sustained um, that sus- that growth being sustained in the sense that at least stabilising at a higher density, or even growing. I mean, that's certainly my personal experience in um, having the benefit in working in a place that's traditionally had good power, um, and then getting a good density, and then seeing that density realise what they can do with it and understanding the fucking the process, the fucking, you know, it's a process. It's like that fucking money ball thing. It's just a fucking process. It's just a fucking take the emotion out of it, play the fucking ball. What are the stats? I, yeah, that's what do right. They tell us? Yeah, ignore and, and understand the patterns that evolve, the patterns that fucking get thrown at you, take the emotion out of it, all the rest of it. It can make it a bit dry. You want a bit of emotion in there. In fact, um, I've had, I've, um, but the bosses do. This the, up, I'll tell you about a few things. The bosses do. The, the bosses <laughs> do that anyway. They're masters of fucking creating momentum in the membership for us. Um, if you're that way inclined, they're, they're relying and also manufacturing to a point a sense of apathy in their own. They almost deliberately undermine the um, potential of an organisation or a business if it means that it maintains fucking a level of apathy in the workplace. You know what I mean? It's just sort of that that manufacturing of that. Um, uh, 
sense of workers having any sorts of ownership in their workplace. And fucking, it happens at all fucking angles. Yeah, yeah. Not having fucking safety committee meetings, fucking postponing EBA meetings, all those sort of things. Current examples that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> might be might be going on right now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Nah, very good. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to uh, shift attack and? Well, it's time to wrap things up. Have we got any memes? Are we going to do memes? Well, it's. I don't know if I've, I've been. I've, been, I've, I've got them, but I have to dig I've, a bit. Um, <clears throat> not sure whether I've got any, but I think it's that time. Go for it, mate. Yeah, this will. Uh... Let's have a look. Yeah. What memes do I have? Were I think, it... I think we've, we've said we're going. Was it six years, Clarky? Nearly. So with some of these said... memes that I just screenshot off these fucking grouse um, Facebook pages, some of them I suspect we might be recycling, but we'll go anyway. Uh, I'll recycle a few of them. So just are. here's a bit of um, just logic work on the fucking neoliberal mindset. Why do billionaires care if they lose all their money? They'll just make it back with their superhuman work ethic, right? Yeah, that's and then right. Following up. Besides, if they become the poor's, then all the money will simply trickle down to them until they're rich again. Basic economics. <laughs> <laughs> it's economics one oh one. I love it. Here's, here's one as well. I don't want to make a broad generalization, but you have to admit that it's at least interesting. That everyone who likes Elon Musk is the biggest loser you've ever met. <laughs> it's, it's a common fucking pattern. Uh, <laughs> it's not a lie. It's actually not a lie. One that um, this uh, touches base was uh, it shows a picture of some Palestinian kids throwing rocks. So it's a photo of them throwing rocks. And the meme is media brainwashed people into believing that villages with stones are oppressing a nuclear superpower. Mm. Mm, and... Ought to shoot those little fuckers in the head. That's what's actually going on at the and, fucking and, fence. And and do that frequently. Um, and not we try not to be divisive on this fucking this thing that we run here. But when we look at what things are deemed to be like in our societal sort of what do you call them? Our our biases, which is things that we accept. It's an interesting take on age here. And someone said, why aren't we talking about this more? How 70 to 80-year-old people that are poor are generally regarded as unemployable due to mental decline, skill mismatch, yet the rich ones exclusively run countries. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's you fucking think, incredible. And big companies, you think of people like Rupert Murdoch and that sort of, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Did I mention that Art Cruz liked one of my comments on Facebook? Yes. yes. Does that count as a meme? No. No. Oh. There have been new things. I have noticed that my algorithm is being polluted badly. Oh, you know that. You know that. Um, that meme with the. It's like the guy. It's like a cartoon of guy, and he's holding a piece of paper, and it's got something written on it. This one, he's looking at the bit oh, of paper, yeah. and it says international law, and he's like, "Wow, this is worthless." Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, he's a, a meme of just um fake news headlines. Said, we found secret network of mass tunnels. The tunnels lead to their super secret base. Do not question us or you are anti-Semitic. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. That, have we done this one before for the, for the movie bus? I think it was... Um, uh, what's the movie with Schwarzenegger? Uh, the machine becomes um, sentient. 
what's the Terminator? Terminator, right? Terminator. Terminator. Kids save the entire human race by instinctively lying to a cop. That's it. <laughs> nah, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, you remember that scene? Yeah, fucking love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so good. The guy, there you go. The guy with the yeah, yeah. What's made it? It? Hang on, let me have a look at that. What's it? Yeah, yeah, fuck, that's a good meme. It is. I love quality. <laughs> and so it's good. It does the rounds and it cannot be shared enough. No, exactly. Here's, an, here's another quality one. And it's got like um, a missionary who's turned up in America and talking to American Indians. <laughs> and he's like, without us, you'd still be worshipping the sun. And then the Indian chief's like, dude, the sun's real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it, actually, it actually exists. <laughs> fuck. You know, um, spam sites, how the taglines on them are, try this one weird trick to fucking do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So there's <laughs> there's a headline from the insider, which is just one of these like Forbes magazine fucking just money worship things. And there's a literally a journalist has had to write this, says a Florida, Florida restaurant chain says boosting pay and offering better benefits helped it end its labour shortage. And then the dude at the top has said, fix your labour shortage with this one weird trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, there was this um, T-shirt that I seen that was really funny. And so it was a magpie smoking a massive joint. And <laughs> the, the caption is, smoking blunts and swooping cunts. Yes. <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. While we were talking about weird fucking Elon fucking fanboys who are real strange by the way like it's getting worse yeah, the, they're, yeah. but they're the victims in all this this massively yep. yep so this dude literally like they've got no shame in just putting these things out on fucking x twitter whatever so this dude goes i bought my tel- tesla model y long range in 2022 for sixty six thousand dollars. today it's worth 27 it depreciates 2k per month Elon said I'd be able to add it to RoboTaxi Network and it would do Uber drives automatically while I slept, but it never happened. <laughs> like, what sort of fuck oh. it? What? Sorry, what yes. sort of fucking person is that fucking oh, just... God. Yeah, like, that's like that's peak victim of the system, isn't it? The propaganda. They've yeah, b- but... Believe so fucking... They're you're in. just blind, like fucking yep. literal snow blindness. Like, who fucking ever thought that was going to be oh, a big... Fuck, I'm surprised it didn't happen, to be honest. But anyway. Uh, interesting. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, if you don't know who Malcolm X is, get onto his uh, biography. It's fucking awesome. But he said, if you're not careful, the newspaper will have you hating the people who are, who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressive. Yes. Very wise word from Malcolm X back in the day who mm, was assassinated. Sad that it's still fucking relevant today. Assassinated yeah. for uh, saying dangerous Natural things. causes, there's no way people were worried about him. Good uh, placard captured at a, at a pro-Palestine rally and um, it reads, you know what also died in Gaza? The myth of Western humanity and democracy. Oh, pretty sharp fucking placard there. Fuck, that's fucking. That is. It's undermined. It's undermined the whole. It it is a yeah. If you really got your eyes open, it has undermined so many values of Western democracy. It's not funny. Hopefully, it is a through the the tragic suffering of the Gazans. Is that more people are starting to go fucking really? Like, is the news every time it tells us that a sort of a brown mob fucking terrorising. Less brown people yep. is like they're automatically the aggressors. Fucking surely not. And, it, and it's not a statement that's promoting um, necessarily promoting 
anarchism or anything like that. It's it's promoting people with good values to fucking stand up, essentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah, do yep. you be accountable? Yep. So another one of these stupid fucking money magazines that just say the quiet thing out loud. Lack of economically attractive men to blame for decline in marriage rates, study suggests. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Like dead oh, said, the money, the things, the money class fucking reads and cares about. I fucking kid you. Clearly, not, man. clearly, males can't afford a decent uh, skincare regime at the moment. Is that what I'm saying? And clearly, it's a character flaw. <laughs> yes, of course. Clearly, if you were a better character, these things would not persist. <laughs> Noam Chomsky has written a few books. You take my water, burn my olive trees, destroy my house, take my job, steal my land. Imprison my father, kill my mother, bombard my country, starve us all, humiliate us all, but I am to blame. I shot a rocket back. Yeah, or threw a rock. Free Palestine. Fucking mm. oath. Hell yeah. Um, headline reads, unknown woman found murdered. Uh, subheading says, too early to say if victim deserves sympathy until her socioeconomic status is revealed. <laughs> That's fucking about as sharp as oh, you get. Oh, wow. You think about all the fucking examples. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. That's fucking, that's really, really sharp. Pretty on point. Yep. <laughs> Here's a piss take on a, um, a sort of a version of um, capitalist Jesus kind of thing. Can you see that with a dude in a suit and the pyramids and whatnot? Yep. Oh, it no. says, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> Pizza is the bounty served to those who increase profit margins. <laughs> And instead of being a book of the Bible, it says Corporations 112. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll see your meme and raise, raise you a meme. <laughs> oh, bring it on. Yeah. A challenge. If you, the uh, opening scene of Star Wars A New Hope where Dark Vader walks onto the, onto the ship that has Princess Leia on it. Yeah. I'll fuck that up. I don't think it's that scene. Don't uh, matter. But anyway. Push through. It's, uh, Everyone so, loves Star Wars. Uh, no, now, now, sorry. I'll walk that back and we'll redo that. When um, Darth Vader's on the Star Destroyer and one of the uh, generals, I think, questions Darth Darth Vader and his faith in the Force. So it's got that guy who's getting choked by Darth Vader with with the Force. Yep. And that guy is regular people trying to live. (laughs) Darth Darth Vader is the billionaire. So he's got his his hand out like choking this dude. Yep. And it says, the invisible hand of the market. Love it. Oh, love it. Yes. What a fucking metaphor. So I saw a, just, it's not a meme, I forgot to screenshot it, but someone was interviewing George Lucas, who obviously came up with the Star Wars universe, and was sort of like, oh, so your movies are like, it's weird that fucking, you know, obviously America's the rebels and fucking the terrorists of the empire and all that. And he's got, no, nah, it was inspired by fucking the rebels of the Viet Cong in Vietnam. That's what inspired me. And they're like, Oops. Oh, that's a bit fucking awkward. We're very awkward. <laughs> so much, way more respect for fucking Star I love. Oh, yeah. I grew up on Star Wars, but the fact that George Lucas was like, yeah, no, it was about the Viet Cong and fucking the US. And I think there was, a, yeah, <laughs> I think there was a bit of... Um, <laughs> so this isn't economics related, but I fucking nearly died when I read it. So there's a Google review on the Milwaukee County Zoo. One star from Mary Kelly. Okay, so first off, me and my family love to visit all different types of zoos, elephants being my all-time favourite. When we took my daughter to see the elephants, I was mortified by the absolute lack of care and concern. This elephant had the largest erection I'd ever seen. My daughter began asking what that was, and she's only three. 
if the staff took care of these poor animals and relieved them, then maybe my three-year-old wouldn't be asking about giant elephant erections. <laughs> so that's the thing. And then the comment and there's, is... There's memes we've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> Oh, no. Being angry at the zoo for checks notes, not wanking <laughs> off the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> and why is oh, my algorithm throwing up more uh, of that? That's so good. Oh, yeah, no. now this is good. So now everyone's algorithm gets to fucking enjoy oh. the fruits of our labour. So this one's a good one. It's um a picture of Captain America. I think it must be Winter Soldier because there's snow and shit around. And someone's look name name a character who can defeat Captain America, and this guy Xavier Junior's written Captain Vietnam. (laughs) 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 Whoa! Oh man! Oh, that's so good, spicy. So fucking the truth hurts, eh? <laughs> you know, in the US, you got all these weird fucking July six cunts, and they dress up in their stupid fucking army stuff, and they just look like cockheads. Mm. Um, so they have their guns and their flags and their Punisher tattoos and shit. And the top is afraid of nothing, so it must have been like a profile pic for some group. And then at the bottom it says, "Except women, electric cars, big cities, higher education, minorities, and gays." <laughs> <laughs> That's a goodie. That's a goodie. Oh, well, we better wrap things up because this potty's getting a bit long and we want to get it fucking edited and put out before Christmas. Get it under the trees for the punters. Get get it under the trees. Our present to you. So in closing, I just want to say um, thanks to everyone who listened to our potty this year. The frequency of output may have been a little bit diminished this year, but we've had... uh, a few things on Might have went on Long service leave For eight weeks And went overseas um, Which was amazing Take your leave Use your but fucking leave That's what it's for 100% Do not bank your leave Make sure you take it regularly Just want to say Join your union Go on strike Flip cars Set shit on fire Love your family Everything that we do On this potty uh, And in the real world Is all about Making a better life For everyone as a human being through the entire world. It's not just specifically for us here in the privileged country of Australia. It would be great to see the end of capitalism and replaced with something that was more based on a systems-based scientific model. Don't think that's going to happen in our lifetime, but um, our ethos is we just want fucking what's fair and reasonable for the entire planet and billionaires can go and get fucked. Wow. That, that is that is true. Fucking love that. Mine's Absolutely. not going to be as grandiose no, as yours. Sorry, no, comrade. No, I've got nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, thanks to you blokes, the brothers in the shed, it's uh, always the fucking highlight of whenever the fuck we end up doing these things to take what we do on a day-to-day and be able to theorise and catch up and socialise it and that and share it with other people. Is I feel so privileged and fucking lucky to do that with you blokes, so thank you. Through the capitalist hellscape of Christmas, fucking for anyone that's struggling, fucking get in contact with us, give us a call or whatever, because it is a very, very difficult fucking time for obvious reasons. The amount of money you have or the fucking material things you have doesn't fucking have any relativity to who you are as a person. So if you need a hand, let us know. And other than that, it is okay just to fucking take some time out or... Um, speak up and get in contact with people and just fucking have a chat and 
do your best to unwind through the break um, because it, there's going to be a lot of temptation to do a lot of other things that aren't necessarily healthy for your mental health through this period. So take care of yourselves and we have a lot to do next year, comrades. Absolutely. Here, here. The, um, yes, who would have thought uh, capitalism would co-opt a religious festival to make bank out of and then fucking make people feel miserable if they haven't got as much as the others in their family in their street. Um, the I yeah, I'll just agree with the sentiment of all that. It's it, you, we it's a project that's fucking for the benefit of um, so many people in our immediate orbit and beyond, and um, it's a real fucking privilege to be able to do it with a couple of fucking pretty good blokes um, to look forward and give you something to do after you've listened to this episode there was two another good podcast out there the docker podcast has had two really fucking good episodes that you really shouldn't um uh let go past with having to listen to um sam warman was on their latest episode uh activism through art which was really fucking impressive and um one that's close to home uh the story of the Blythe star mick dolman uh was interviewed and told his story about the surviving that uh, one of uh, Tasmania's most significant uh, maritime disasters in recent time. So two really good episodes on the Docker podcast that I'd suggest people, if they haven't already listened to, listen to over the Christmas break. Um, show some support to um, our Palestinian brothers and sisters. Uh, support people going on strike. Uh, get your head around getting your workplace to that point and um, bring on 2024. Just lastly, because uh, Neil, through his diligence of always chasing up all these interesting new potties and shit that he finds um, in different forms of media, um, there was one that I just wanted to, not only can I, I can't plug Norman Finkelstein enough if you want to have um, a massive depth of knowledge on the history of Israel and Gaza, because there's a lot of people popping up that are apparent fucking experts on the matter since October 7, and it's very, very important that it's not treated that way. But another fella that I've um, been pretty inspired by recently is a fella from the UK, a bit of a young historian slash academic guy in his YouTube channel. It's called Loner Box. Um, very, very, very interesting cat. Um, goes pretty deep on stuff. He's obviously a fucking decent lefty. Um, but a lot of stuff that people will talk about it, like it's water cooler chat or pub talk or whatever. Um, the depth and knowledge that he puts into investigating that stuff is just a really good, refreshing new angle. So if you're looking for new material, um, get on Loner Box. It's pretty yep. good, pretty good value. You might find a few people out there smarter than us. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> who would have fucking? Who would have thought? Um, I can't speak for you, blokes. But it wouldn't, wouldn't take fucking. Wouldn't be too hard to find people that are more academically fucking suitable than me. Good but stuff. um, good stuff. Merry fucking Christmas, but just do your best. You're important. You're fucking loved, and you're valuable. So don't have your value fucking set by your material possessions. See you next year. Yeah, Fantastic. Good on you. So yeah. here.